man, it's been so long since I've done this. 20 days. Last time I just checked, it was March 6th. It is March 26th. Today is Friday. Catholics eat your fish. I had shrimp for lunch just for the heck of it. I mean, I was born and raised Catholic, but I, I'm just like, I kind of do my own thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't really, uh, I don't identify like that anymore, like Catholic so much. But, I mean, fish is good. I don't have, I don't have to have Lent as an excuse to enjoy, you know, good seafood. This is, I believe this is the Chill Gill Thrill. And I think it's episode 38. Um, yeah, I can't leave that, man. That's right. I can't leave this. I was going to bring up, I wanted to bring up the Anchor app to uh, check out some stats. Maybe I still can. Man, I bet it's not going to let me do it. Oh, there we go. I just wanted to, if I can. Larger size. I don't think this is going to work. I wanted to, well, let's see here. No, it's just not. With GarageBand, it's either on or off. I can't. I can bring up the slide over apps. I wanted to, I was just going to look at the stats because it, it, it appears that the best day ever as far as uh, the amount of downloads and listens of this podcast was actually just this past January. It was like 67 listens on January 20th, something like it was all like, wow, like beating up the mic and everything. It, uh, at any rate, and then it was like a few months prior, there was like 60. And then a, f- a few months prior to that, there was 50 something. So there, there was like three definitive times where I had like really good peaks relatively, you know, relative to this podcast that it was really great. And I know I can tie all that back into hammering down on Twitter and maybe even beating around on Reddit a little bit. Um, I mean, actually, there's spots where you can completely, wow, I'm realizing how much echo I've got going on. I had to set this uh, studio up a little differently. And I have all the uh, sound editing materials. Well, I had like a foam pad. But I, but I had it in a corner, and I feel like it was actually doing a little bit. I'm, I, think I, I think it was doing... Quite a bit, actually, now that I'm... For some reason, I'm really picking up the echoes in the room. I can hear it, so I'm sure you can hear it. I can't do anything about it in post. I haven't got that deep into the voice recording rabbit hole to be able to clean this up in post. And we know around here, I don't do post. I just record it, and I throw it out, and it is what it is. Um, I don't do I don't do that. I don't, you know, I just want to sit down. But I want to get it right from the first time. So rest assured, I'm going to get the sound situation better. It should be better. This is already leaps and bounds. You want to hear crap, go back and listen to any of like the first five episodes of this podcast. It was done straight up on 2020 iPad Pro built-in mics. I've recently jumped back into hi-fi. I'm, I'm per, wow, that was an insane plosive. 
I'm going to, uh, it seems like it's getting worse. Like this microphone doesn't seem like it did plosives as bad whenever I first got it. But also, when you think about the plosives, I think, you know, I mean, it is a little bit easier to cut them back. So anyway, the hi-fi rabbit hole. Hi-fi is, for anybody who doesn't know, it's, you know, just listening to music in two-channel stereo, uh, usually on uh, a component system, which is instead of an all-in-one box or a Bluetooth speaker or a sound bar, uh, you have an actual amplifier or in integrated amplifier or stereo receiver. And then you hook your CD player, uh, cassette deck, vinyl record player, you know, you connect all your sources of that. Hold on just one second. I gotta, I gotta pull these headphones off cause I'm getting, one second. One thing I forgot to do was to uh, <laughs> kill the dehumidifier. Oh man, that's uh Well, it's a good thing I'm not getting paid to do this, right? I mean, I'd totally have gotten fired and lost my job by now. Or you know, I could I could edit that out, but I think it's more entertaining to leave it in, you know. That's that's behind the scenes. Look, this is the director's cut. Anytime you listen to this podcast, you're getting the director's cut. Or would that be more? Anyway, back to the hi-fi. So you connect your sources up, but this is all old school connections. This isn't uh, HDMIs and opticals. And, well, it's opticals too, but mostly all your, all your sources are their own device. And they do one thing really well. And they pass the audio signal off into the receiver or amplifier or integrated amplifier. Well, actually, pre-amplifier. If it's a power amplifier, you got to have a pre-amplifier. And an integrated amplifier is a power amplifier with the pre-amplifier built in. And then so the stereo receiver takes it one step further, and it is the integrated amplifier, the pre-amplifier, and it adds a radio tuner. And in the case of a modern-day stereo receiver, like what I had just recently picked up, had a pre there's those plosives again. A pre-pandemic pricing saved me 50 bucks. These things have went up like 50 bucks or more uh, since the end of 2019. Marantz NR1200. It has all that. It's the power amp, the preamp, the tuner, the AM-FM tuner. I haven't even tried out that yet. And then it also has HEO Streaming. So it's a network audio receiver is what it is, you know, officially called. But uh, it's basically just the evolution of the uh, stereo receiver. And if anybody knows anything about audio, back in like the 60s and the 70s, Marantz made some of the best amps and stereo receivers. The stereo receivers, they're such a big thing. People still use them to this day. In fact, one of my best friends... 
his dad and their neighbor, they're all good friends. They all have at least one vintage Marantz amp. I know one of them, I believe, is a 2245 or a 2045. So it's like 2 by 45. But that's a lot of power for a vintage amp. Mine's 75 by 2. And uh, that's pretty conservatively conservatively rated. It's uh it's like entry level high end. It's entry level audiophile. A true audiophile would actually complain about the fact that it's got too many features built in, crammed into one slender unit. But I, I kind of needed to be able to buy one unit to do a few things well. And I just thought it was cool that Marantz hasn't had, you know, what would be considered a true stereo receiver in roughly 10 years, I think I read somewhere. So this thing just come out in like 2019. So they've been around the block for a little over a little over a year. It's like September 2019, I think they come out. So uh So yeah, I picked mine up at a brick and mortar store locally. And I actually have it running on a cheap pair of Sony speakers. They're like 119 a pair. That's that's considered cheap for what this receiver is capable of. Um and then I got a pair of stands for it, uh, upgraded for the first time to like an actual uh, power conditioner instead of just like a plain Jane strip surge protector. I have a like a decent surge protector that also is supposed to uh, clean up the audio a little bit in the video. I know it's got one outlet that is supposed to improve the performance of a 4K and 8K screens. And I can attest to that. It does really seem like the screen is a little bit sharper and the colors just a little bit better on my Acer computer monitor that I'm running on a PS4 Pro. So that's that's kind of, you know, that's a you know that's an that's a believable thing though that it would not be like a placebo effect and that it's actually doing what it's supposed to do because it's not that hard to dirty up your AC power in your house and have it affect your picture quality even on the most modern TVs I don't think they're really designed to uh, I don't know I'm not, you know what, I'm gonna stop there because my knowledge of Audio equipment is pretty extensive, but when you get over into screens, it, it like it starts barreling down. Like, like I know my specs, like the video specs, pretty well, like 4K, 8K frame rates and stuff like that. And you know, I can hook them up and everything, but I'm not like that deep into it with you know color reproduction, and everything. You know, and I know what HDR is and all that, but I'm just saying when it comes to audio. Uh, home audio and even car audio kind of know my stuff that was always like that was like my first like other than video games I don't know how much you can consider that a hobby like hooking up stereos that was a that was a hobby to me man I found another spot of poison ivy damn actually doesn't look like poison ivy. It actually looks like I have a couple mosquito bites. Man, I thought it would be too early in the season for that, but it's been warming up around here. And we've had plenty of rain, so I know the man, I know they're out reproducing. 
I know it's a matter of time the truck, the city truck's going to be running around fogging the streets with that uh, mosquito killer. Or whatever it is they're spraying. Anyway. Yeah. So the last uh, 20 days, I've been pr pretty busy with work. And so I just haven't had enough time set aside to be able to, you know, whip up an episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure my buddy Kaiser has been super busy, too, with the Air Force. Today, I think, I'm fairly certain, is his birthday. So shout out to Kaiser Clark. Happy birthday. I I feel bad, but I don't know exactly how old he is. I think he'd be like 26 or 27. I want to say maybe 27. Or maybe 26, because I'm thinking he might actually be just a little bit younger than my little brother. Anyway. Shout-outs to him. I'm actually going to have to hit him up here in a little bit after I get get done with this wonderful episode of the Chill Go Thrill. But anyway, yeah, I was kind of looking over my uh, my stats, my anchor stats from the podcast. And, yeah, so it, you know, the graphs, they're very easy to read. Uh kind of reinforces the uh, the fact that on the days where I spent a little more effort on Twitter and Reddit, mostly Twitter, I think. I think mostly Twitter. Um, I would get the views. And I think a lot of that also definitely had to do with just uh, having links. Because if you have links, and then if, you know, throw the links out, and then as long as they have the app the podcast app for the link that you're throwing out, all they got to do is click on it and it's just, boom, going to start playing. I don't know how many seconds it needs to play to count as a listen. Um, I guess I shouldn't concern myself with such stats like that because you would hope that somebody was actually listening all the way through. But stats do help gain more visibility. So, Something to pay attention to. GameStop saga. That's still going. That that got crazy. You know. It seems like it was like it's been a little over a month now, but or maybe it maybe it hasn't. It, it, the last month's been crazy with work, so everything's a little foggy. But I do remember recently GameStop being, and this has been since it's went mainstream and everybody knows what it is. It's been down to at least 40 something dollars. I know that at one point I could have, you know, or a person could have jumped back on at 40 something dollars. And then it's been as high as up to like maybe three or higher again, 300 or higher again. I know today it's like over 200. And last night it closed at like 130 or 180. I think I did the math. And just in like the last 24 hours or maybe 48 hours alone, you could have like, made 90 to 100 per any amount of share you bought. Um, it's just insane. And I mean, of course, you couldn't do that without, you know, the apps and the, you know, the websites allowing you to do it all in real time now. So, and then of course, you know, Robinhood, I got, like, I never, I, I downloaded, I got as far as downloading the Robinhood app and then seeing the backlash over them shutting down trading on GME when it was at its peak. And 
I never signed in, never signed up, never. I just deleted the app. But I get the emails now. I get the, uh, what do they call their emails? The, it's like a weekly or bi-weekly thing. It's uh, Robin Hood Snacks or something like that. And it's uh, news from the financial sectors. So, do the new Marantz receivers have that great sound of the 70s ones? I've always wanted one too, but prices on the vintage stuff is... Real high now. Man, I was just reading a Reddit comment on a uh, on a post that I put up earlier showing off my system on a budget audio file subreddit. And I can't remember. It's been a while. It's been months. It's probably been six months to a year since I've heard a vintage Marantz amp. It's been a while since I've been over to my buddy's house. So I wouldn't even know how to answer that. I'm going to say without having to get, I'm going to say probably, I'm going to say probably if you really able to just take, you know, if I took my receiver out there side by side with their 70s and run them on the same speakers, I'm sure they'd probably sound a lot different. I mean, I, I would hope that mine was like way more into, like the old 70s might have more raw power, but I would hope that this thing sounds better than any of those uh Marantz receivers out there. And and these and I will say that these are like creme de la creme vintage Marantz receivers because my buddies they like they threw the money at having the caps replaced and having there's a few components I forget through the list exactly what it is, but on something that's 30, 40, 50 years old, they it goes bad and it you know it's simple to replace but it requires soldering and, you know, it requires a little technical knowledge and know-how. And, you know, it's just better to pay for it to be done and have it done right. And so that's what they did. That's what they did. And so so these are like top-running vintage 70s Marantz receivers. And I would still hope my brand new, like not even a month old, would like just stomp a mud hole in them, like. You know, you would like, okay, so first of all, whenever Morant says 75 watts per channel at 0.08 distortion, 20 to 20, I, I you know, you want, you would believe that, you know what I mean? So I believe I have a solid 75 watts, whereas most of these other amps that you can get that are like half the price of this Morant's that are saying at 100 watts a channel, it's like, I guarantee you. This seventy-five per channel will outpower any three, four hundred dollar receiver that's saying it's a hundred a channel. I would say, push them with more authority. Uh, you know, I could get really, really, really into it, but I don't feel like the audit. Like I don't feel like the people listening to this podcast are like that hardcore into uh, into audio. And there are there are like apparently several, I'm sure, audio podcasts out there. So it's just like I still don't know where this podcast fits in and I like just kind of rambling on or like bringing a topic to the table and talking about it. But it's just going to be better with guests. But this podcast is kind of starting to turn into excuses of oh no guest this time. Oh no guest this time. I still haven't had a guest. Like I've had Kaiser several times. But I've still not yet had a guest. And then one of the guests, one of the IRL guests that I was actually going to bring in here, this dude was awesome. 
he would have been perfect. He died. It sucks. So that'll never happen. That That's just never going to happen now. Peace to Big Worm. It's not going to happen. Jeremy, you will be missed, but it's just not going to happen. He's gone. I can't, like, I'm not a medium, so I can't, like, speak beyond the grave or grab a, a Ouija board and ask, try to ask some questions that way, right? Might know a few people who could. But, man, I got to say, I got to say, in my off time, when I haven't been working, as busy as I've been, when I haven't been working, I have been straight geeking out on this uh, stereo system. Just got a uh, custom, uh, custom-made uh, dust cover to like throw over the top of it when it's not in use to keep the insides from collecting a bunch of dust because these things are like heavily ventilated, so you can like see right through the tops of them. They just like let the dust come in, but they got it because they can get warm. Even though I'm happy to say this thing, I have still I haven't managed to get this thing hot yet. And I mean, I've like pounded these. Sony's to the point where I just know I'm like, man, if I push any harder, like, I don't think it's going to hurt. It's going to, these, I don't know if the speakers can handle it. And not, and not from a lack of power. I mean, I think this thing's just got plenty of power, plenty of power at this point. You know, the volume goes zero to 98. And I've only had it over 70 just a few times in the low 70s. And that's on like old songs, like 80s and 60s and 70s, old recorded tracks where the recorded softer, the levels aren't as high. You put it on a marshmallow track. Oh my God. It's like, it's really loud already at like 60. Um, uh, what they would call a hot track, which would most hip hop, uh, most EDM, most electronic, most dance, especially for whatever reason, uh, any marshmallow track, those are recorded so hot that even with the volume set at half, it's just, but here, but I will say this, like there's arguments to be had about like an audio file doesn't want tracks that are recorded hot because there's no dynamics there. Everything's just loud. Everything's just loud. But I will say this. For the most part, that's how dance music's supposed to be. And I say Marshmallow does a really good job of pushing all the frequencies as hard as they can fucking go without it like sounding like shit and overdoing it. He just he and he just knows how to blend. He knows that you can only add so many channels before it's gonna start sounding like shit. You know, and unless you have like hardcore systems, not everybody has hardcore systems like Marshmallow knows how to cut a beat that is sound good on anything. It sound as good as it's possibly gonna sound on on anything, right? Covers up the flaws completely. So, needless to say, like I'm not like jumping to a marshmallow track when I, you know, anything other than just like show off, like oh, dude, listen to this mid bass. But no, I, dude, I'm like really fucking. Really fucking impressed with these hundred and nineteen dollar speakers. Like that's that's pretty that's pretty good. Like in comparison, what what would be a good match for the receiver I got would be like five hundred. You know, to be honest, at least five hundred. Uh, like 
if eventually there's not at least a $500 set of speakers hooked up to this receiver, then I'm not going to say that it was the receiver was a waste of money, but it's like, I'm only really going to get the top value out of this receiver at a pair of speakers starting 500 and up. And, and I'm, you know, and that's a good, like that's speaking very highly of the receiver that like that's saying it's a very, very capable receiver. And to, uh, you know, just keep these Sony SSCS fives on it forever would be a great injustice to it. Great injustice. That being said, I tried these Sony's on Yamaha's entry-level RS202 $149 receiver that has all analog inputs. It has only one digital input, and get it, get this, the digital input is Bluetooth, but that's the whole selling point right there. That like that's just perfect. It's like for people who want to maybe go a step above, like just a Bluetooth speaker, and they want to be like, I want a true two-channel stereo receiver and pick my own speakers out for it. Cool. Here's this Yamaha for one fifty. Here's here's where the problems are. And I will say this: the only thing I listened to on it was through Bluetooth audio, but it was from an iPad, so it's like the best you know from my end that I could send to it. I think the Yamaha was like Bluetooth 4.1 or something like that. I think it was 4.1 plus EDM or EMD or whatever they call it, EDM. Anyway, so that's the only source that I used on the Yamaha. That being said, after about a week or two, to, like after I knew the Sonys were broken, that's when I was just like, oh man, this sounds dirty. This just sounds so dirty and it's not going to get any better. It's just definitely not going to get any better. And it's like, yeah, I could have maybe waited until I got an an- like a CD player with a decent DAC and used the analog out on it. But ultimately, I was like, and my buddy even warned me. He's like, dude, you're not even going to want it. And I told him, I was like, I'm going to get a better like integrated amp or receiver or something else. Anyway, I was just getting this for now. And that was, and that was the intention. I was like, I'll at least get this for now, right? And so I just couldn't do it. It's zero. You don't even have to know anything about stereos. To, to hear these numbers and understand where I'm coming from. The distortion, right? The higher the number, meaning 1.0 would be very bad, like unacceptable, right? 1.0 would be unacceptable. So we're, 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 try, we're trying for under 1.0, right? We're in the .0s, hopefully. Well, should be. So the Yamaha is 0 point two okay so i'm like hey we got to keep it under 1.0 right okay it's 0.2 right 0.2 unfortunately is still pretty dirty right to give you an idea this marantz is 0.08 right so you got to go 0.09 uh or wait wait oh wait 0.08 0.09 then you'd be at 0.1 Okay, so what I'm saying is is that Yamaha entry level was 0.2. Think how many steps up you'd have to crank the distortion from the Marantz to the Yamaha to be at 0.2, right? Because I'm saying 0.08. Uh, now, I will say, you go further up the Marantz line into their like $1,000. Yeah, I think even the $1,000. For sure, the $1,200 Japanese made PM8006 is 0.02. 
and even their yeah i think their 999 pm 7000n integrated amp those are both integrated amps uh meaning they don't have anything that this receiver for half the price has included but like that's not necessarily anything to brag about either i'm just saying that's how budget minded i was about this i wanted to try to do a lot of things with one unit um anyway those integrated that at you know a grand and more those are like 0.02 this thing's 0.08 it's not that bad dude i'm telling you 0.08 compared to 0.2 and also yamaha rated the frequency at 0.2 and their 100 watts at 0.2 at frequency of 40 hertz to 20,000 okay you want 20 hertz to 20,000 so they're rating that 100 watts at 0.2 distortion at 40 hertz, that means below 40 hertz would be even more terrible sounding. And so, so the point is, is I can deal with these Sonys for a long time as long as I need to. Because ultimately, you can have the best speakers in the world, but if you got a crappy amp, forget about it. It's going to sound like crap. But you can have the best amp in the world and a relatively crappy, but the Sonys aren't crappy. They're just cheap, right? But relatively cheap, cheaply made speakers, and they can sound good, right? So that's what you need to remember. Like, you know, and also they say when you're going to buy stereos, you want, the more you try to equal the amounts spent on the amp and the speakers, like about what you spend on the amp, spend roughly that on the speakers, that'll be a good pairing, right? So, you know, because, and that's just the way it is. But with the caveat that if you are going to spend your money lopsided, spend your money on a better amp than a better pair of speakers if you can't have both. You know, save your money on the speakers, spend as much as you can on the amp. Uh, and uh, yeah, so there, there's my uh, audio advice for the week, <laughs> for the month, till the next episode, which hopefully we have a guest or actually. You know, I might within the next couple of days, might something might pop up with me and Kaiser. It all depends. I haven't actually talked to him in a few days. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds. But yeah, the GME, a guy could have made like 90 bucks a share, I'd say at least within the last 24, 48 hours, jumping in and jumping right out. I know it's easier said than done, and I've never done it. So I'm not going to be like, hey, it's easy. Put your money here. Plus, this is not financial advice. I know I think the actual, like, the YouTubers who, you know, like, make YouTube videos about investing and stuff, they're like, I think they overdo the whole not financial advice thing. But whatever. I finally uh, popped back into Spotify to check out a few episodes of Joe Rogan recently. He had this, I can't remember the people's names. But he had this one scientist that was like a futurist and ha like he knows a lot about what's going on with the uh, pandemic. And uh, he had this other guy who was, uh, I don't know, Rogan don't, he doesn't even need any kind of promoting. He had, a, he had a couple comedians on that I watched. Uh, oh, uh, the dude from... Uh, well, he was in How High with Dave Chappelle. Jim Brewer. Man, 
that dude that was a good that was a good uh interview i think i fell asleep no like this is not any this is because like i've been working my butt off and i think i fell asleep at a few parts and i need to go back and watch it because like i i dude i like jim burr like he seems like he goes kind of deep and he's a little conspiratorial and you know what i I kind of, I kind of, I like to, I pay attention to conspiratorial people. I don't like, not so much conspiratorial myself per se, but I, but I pay attention to, you know, like even the people that, you know, society or the media at large, you know, would deem crazy, you know, like Alex Jones, like I still pay attention. I like to pay attention to everybody. You try to pay attention to what's going on, you know, I'm not saying you got to promote them or say they're good. You should be listening to them or anything like that. Like, I'm not saying Alex Jones is good. Don't think I'm like, hey, go, you know, I'm not even, you know, I'm not even going to say his two websites. I'm not even going to do that. Because I do know that that Mama Spotify is probably watching. Because Anchor is owned by Spotify. Hi, Spotify. You ready to uh, talk about my sponsorship? Give me a, give me a, shoot me an email at. I have a uh, Gillian Seed eighty three email. It's either, I think it's at Gmail. I'm gonna have to. I know I set one up about a month ago or over a month ago, but I've I haven't given it out anywhere. So I think it's Gillian Seed eighty three at Gmail. Email that stuff that inbox full. Spotify. Whenever you're ready, we'll get that. Uh, Get that sponsorship going, man. Give me, give me that contract to sign, like you did, Joe. Man, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. So, I think I'm gonna be in the market for a car soon. I'm gonna try to find something efficient, like a Honda Civic, four cylinder, five speed. Hopefully, with a VTEC. You know, you want something with a little. A little power when need be. Just a little power when you need to, you know, you know, jump jump across the street real quick and, you know, make it past your traffic, you know. You just, you need a little power every once in a while in a car. And if you're going to have a little four-cylinder, five-speed Japanese car, Honda, they're great. Try to get the VTEC with the uh, single overhead cam or better yet, dual overhead cam. That's what I'm looking for. Something with some power. Trying to not go too uh, too much over two hundred thousand miles. Yeah, I'm not looking to spend too much, folks. But I would prefer it be being uh, roadworthy enough to uh, make it say like a cross country drive if I wanted to take my daughter on a vacation somewhere locally, semi locally, like Colorado, for instance. You know, it's a couple states away, wouldn't be too far, or Texas, Austin, Texas, catch a. Uh, you know, I hear, I hear there's uh, some comedy stuff going on in Austin, Texas. It might be worth checking out. What else? What else? I haven't been listening to, uh, haven't been on Coast to Coast YouTube in a while. I, I was I was into that pretty hardcore for a while. Almost every night I was listening to an old Art Bell or, or George Norrie, any of them guys from Coast to Coast. But here lately, I've been just, I don't know, well... I I tell you what I've been watching less YouTube uh, and any uh, some of the stuff on the YouTube when I am watching it is uh, hi-fi stuff speaker reviews you know it's gonna be a while it's gonna be a while before I get speakers and that's uh 
not that I couldn't, I could get it now. I just, I want to make sure I get like the right thing with the Marantz. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure that was, that was, that was a little, it was a, it was a little impulsive. It wasn't that it was impulsive. I was already torn between the NR 1200 and, uh, the PM 6006 or PM 6007. Um, I'm not going to get into too much. It's just like amplifier wise, the PM 6007 is right at the same price as this receiver. You know, here's the thing. If you're going to spend the same amount of money, but one is just an integrated amp, just preamp and amp, meaning it's your amp, your volume, and then you got to hook, you know, radio, you know, anything up as far as sources. Or this receiver, which has sources built in, AM, FM tuner, HEOS, uh, you know, network connections, all that, Bluetooth. You know, that, P, that PM6007 integrated amp has none of that. Plus, it's also 45 by 2 at 8 ohm versus this is, uh, like I said, 75 by 2 at 8 ohm. Um, it might have been a little bit cleaner, though, that 45 by 2. It's also a current feedback amplifier, which is, I guess, a little more high current than this receiver. Um, anyway, it also the whole metal... Uh, the the whole front of the PM six thousand seven I think is metal and the whole front of mine is plastic but I'm okay I'm okay with that only for one reason they had to give somewhere to be able to make this receiver sound as good as it like if they would have went with the whole metal front yeah it would have been nice real metal brushed metal front they they probably couldn't have made it sound as good as they did that that had to be part of the trade off I'm I'm sure of that. Uh, just like that PM ant would have had a toroidal transformer and this just has an old school EI core transformer or L core. I think it's EI core. Um, but even at that, it's supposed to be the highest tech of the EI, right? So this is the same kind of transformer they would have essentially put in those Marantz's from the seventies. Cause I don't even think they were using toroidals back then. Definitely not in receivers, but the windings on this transformer that's in this in our 1200 are separate for the preamp for the amp and then uh for the dax and like all so it's almost essentially like everything has its own power source even though it doesn't so they so they they basically what i'm saying is they have it wired in such a way that it keeps the signal path as clean as possible so the cleaner you keep your signal path the cleaner the sound is that you hear at your you know once it's that waves hit your ears. So, yeah. So it was a little impulsive when I say that. It was just in the sense that everywhere online, those integrated amps were sold out, right? So I had pretty much made up my mind. I was just going to get the integrated amps, the integrated amp, and then I would add sources. And then I started seeing they're sold out. Most places weren't going to be in stock until like middle to the end of April. Uh, and we're still not, March still ain't even over, by the way. And so I was working locally and happened to call a brick and mortar store and seen what they had had. And when he said, well, I do have a Marantz NR1200 in stock. Now that thing's pretty cool. I knew right away because I'd already been researching it. 
So I was already so. So then I was just like, man, I was really considering that thing anyway. And they just happened to have one. So then what sweetened the deal is I asked him if I could get it for the original launch price that I was aware of anyway. And uh, he said he would do it. So I was like, cool. So I was like, I mean, it, was, it, it saved me 50 bucks, right? It saved me a solid 50 bucks for sure. Like at least 50 bucks it saved me. So cool, right? Now, I do still have, technically, I have seven, well, seven, eight, nine. I, I would technically have nine if, if, if the 30th day, since it falls on a Sunday, if they would, it basically either seven days from today or the following Monday, if they would stretch it that much, I do have the option of returning this thing for full credit, full refund. And so I could like swap it out for something else comparable or if it was just an extra 50 bucks, throw it with it, you know? So it's like, I do have the option to trade up or trade, you know, sideways, you know, it could be even swap. Um, I mean, basically, so like if he happened to get a PM 6,007 within the next seven days, which I don't see that happening. Um, I could basically just like even trade that. Um, but even that would be hard because I wouldn't have Heos. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't even have honestly a way to get the music from my iPad to it, which is how I've been listening right now is with Apple AirPlay. So, like in conjunction with the wireless router, um, I've been told that audio is way better over Wi-Fi than Bluetooth. Still, I've heard Bluetooth's getting better. Bluetooth's got some tech coming out. It's supposed to be getting better, but I think ultimately now I think it's still supposed to be. If you're streaming it wirelessly, Wi-Fi is still the preferred way to go for high-resolution audio. And look, this is just a junk provided by the AT&T router here at our house. And it's still even, I notice, I think, a little bit of a difference even on just regular iTunes files uh, over, over AirPlay, which is Wi-Fi, instead of Bluetooth. It sounds better over AirPlay, for sure. For sure. Uh, what time is it? Oh, wow. About wraps us up, guys. We're about over this, man. We're to like the 1,166th measure. Holy cow, this is a long song, huh? This was a long song. That's going to wrap it up. That's it. That's it, guys. That's it for now. I got to figure out, even after I end this, I got to figure out how I even... uh. Uh, save this as an uploadable file, man. It's been a while. If I don't keep on this, I forget how to do this. It's like I'm, I'm relearning how to post in an episode every time. But yeah, that's it, guys. Stick around. Uh, don't go anywhere. Those of you who've stuck with me, all four or five of you, however many, nothing but love, baby. Stick around, hang out. Let's, you know, I'm going to keep posting crap on the internet. And, uh, Hopefully uh, the audience gets a little bigger. Until next time, stay cool.